absolutely thrilled to be recording this episode of the Lakeshore Records podcast because I'm joined today by the one and only Dan the Automator. Dan, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? How are you? Glad to be talking to you. I am doing fantastic now I'm talking to you. I can assure you of that. And today we're primarily talking about the fantastic score for Booksmart which comes out May 24th, uh, cinemas across America, the same day that the score is released digitally through Lakeshore Records. So I guess kicking things off, how did you become involved with Booksmart? Were you brought on um, at the script stage or were you scoring the film to picture? Well, I scored the film to picture, but I was brought in before they had locked picture. Um, had had um, met a few times with Olivia um socially about doing it and then um we we got to to um start looking at stuff before like after they filmed it before they had put it all together i guess right that's way to put it right 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 and was it a collaborative process with uh olivia um collaborative in the sense of like we would discuss vibe and feeling and then like you know a couple um of, of markers in terms of like, oh, we're looking for this kind of feel and this kind right. of thing. But but she let me, you know, do my thing. Some stuff worked and some stuff had to be obviously redone and reworked. But um, it was collaborative in that sense of, of um, back and forth. But at, at the same time, yeah, um, she, she was busy making the movie. <laughs> yes, no, I can imagine. I mean, and, and when you kind of, when you get to work with Dan the Automator, you kind of know what you're getting. I mean, I've been listening to you now for... Yes, Handsome uh, Boy Modeling School, Lovage, Peeping Tom, Gorillas. I mean, it seems like everything that I've fallen in love with for the past, uh, I don't know, they're damn the automators there. So, you know, when I kind of, when I heard about this record, I was like, oh my God, I need to drop everything. I need to hear this record uh, ASAP. And it's an absolutely fantastic score, an absolute, just a gem from start to finish. How was the recording process for you? Um, well, like we started out with um mood mood issues like you know we're looking for this looking for that like mm. in terms of feeling and then and then and then it then it got to um uh the way to express it you know like there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you can approach a um i mean the movies you know the high school girls and whatnot we could approach in a lot of ways and i kind of went and you know listened to all the the classic music from all the um classic high school movies, you know, the right. John Hughes stuff, the, the Fast Times, the Clueless, you know, just to see how, mainly what I was looking for actually was to see how you um, deal with 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 um, level of maturity versus high school people versus the music that's out and what really works, because obviously if you look back on a lot of those movies, some of those songs, you know, they're pretty classic or they're pretty, like, adult or whatever. I was right. trying to find the balance to, to make that, that be where the score would sit and how it would, like, you know, um, be somewhat timeless and push forward. Cause like, if you did everything of like 2019, it would be a certain, like, kind of like, it would be very crappy or something, you know? And I, I was right. Like, right. Right. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really looking to do that. I was trying to look to do something that was like, not retro, not, not modern, but like could stand up and, 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 and like, if you were to watch the movie or listen to the score or whatever, at, 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 at a future date, you wouldn't feel like, Oh, this is so like, 1984, 1986, <laughs> 2010, or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, it's not like Quentin Tarantino and it's all, like, you know, uh, 
the memory bank records or whatever. Right, you know what I'm saying? right. No, I completely get it. I mean, listening to the score myself, I kind of, I hear some classic hip hop. There's some great synths in there. You've kind of, there's some Miami bass in there as well at one point. And then yeah. you have this really, really, yes. this like exceptional piano melody on the track, Amy Molly Fight. It, it's just, you've put so much into the tracks on the score. I can't imagine anybody listening to it and not having a giant smile on their face. Oh, thank you. No, but that was, but yeah, you did pick out, like, I was trying to go for like, I wasn't trying to make like a, uh, super alty sound you know, right. score or super rappy score or whatever. So I, I wanted to like pull from different things that like all go together in the sense of like, you don't feel like they don't belong with each other, but mm. at the same time, not leaning in, in just one direction. And it comes across, it comes across in spades. So well, I, I, I can't wait for this thing to be out in the world and for people to start listening to it and enjoying it. So when you're actually coming up with these ideas, did you listen to anything or kind of, I mean, you said you listened to some of the, the classic 80s uh, teen movie scores. Was there any kind of other influences? I mean, I, I, the, 2000, I, I even went to like Can't Hardly Wait and things like right, that. So, right, right, right. Yeah, I, 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 I think I wanted to listen to things that I felt like stood up for more than a year or two, you know, mm. more than just a, a period thing and, and, and last for a little while. Like, I was listening to Simple Minds for a while. You know, just, just things, just to, like, um, you know, what what emotionally sticks in those movies mm. and how how um, how how you feel. And I, and I wanted to, like, you know, this is, like, like some songs, like, you know, some songs, like, like in Fast Time, for example, like, um, when they use the cars, it's very, it's, it's very period stamped. But right. it's not really the period of the movie. It's just period stamped. And so when you listen to it, you get a certain feeling. I was like, do I want to embrace that kind of thing? Do I want to avoid that kind of thing? You know, it's, it, it, just, it was just like, you know, um, personal debates, I guess, between like uh, like different kinds of music from different kinds of eras or like, you know, if you want to get really like the, 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 the mid-2000, you know, like the, 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 you know, step up move kind of movies right. or whatever, where they're like really just contemporary dance. You know, or, or club bangers, and what 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 sits what sits and what sticks and what doesn't is kind of I guess that's what I was listening to, like a lot of that to like get the feeling. And then once I, I I did that, it wasn't like I was trying to make any music like that. I was just trying to listen to it to get the feeling, hmm. and then go back the other way, and then see what are we trying to accomplish. But having that as a, a foundational piece in my head, right? That makes perfect sense. When, I mean, when you lay it out like that, it makes perfect, makes absolutely perfect sense. I mean, the film itself has a really good soundtrack as well with some great artists, right. Jurassic Five, Perfume Genius. Were you aware of the songs that were going to be in the film when you were composing the score? Not, I wasn't 100% aware, but I was aware, meaning I got to hear stuff as they were coming, but there was a lot of switching, you know, and, and, and trying to work it. So it, it, there was a few iterations where things had gone through because like, like Olivia brought me in fairly early. So we were, we're still at the point where some of the song stuff was experimental in terms right. of what was going to stay in and what wasn't. So, but I got the feeling, and you know, once again, it's it, that's just another extension of what I was trying to do in terms of like um, get stuff that like doesn't date the film, doesn't make it like all 2019, but mm. at the same time will hopefully have a have legs i guess that's worse yeah no i get it i get it are you yourself a fan of film music as a medium uh very much so i mean you know it, it, it's funny like i just went to see a um a a, 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 a movie theater restoration of um, escape from new york oh. um a couple of days ago and i was thinking about how much like you know john carpenter from the halloween stuff to like uh you know like to the 
you, you kind of you, you start going down the path, I guess, mm. or you start going down the wormhole when you start thinking about those things. But like <laughs> the, the sound that you generate, and he generates, especially between Escape from New York and Halloween, where you're just like, man, it wouldn't feel like this if it didn't have that, and 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 you just get that kind of thing in your head, and I, I just makes me very like, um, it, it makes me feel like um, being a musician more more than a movie maker, like you know getting to work with the the, the visual and, 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 and tying them all together. I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's so incredible. And, and like, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to rattle off a bunch of soundtracks and scores, <laughs> but like, you know, they, they definitely put you in a place and I'm, I'm very, very, very aware of them, I guess. Yes. Yeah. It's one of those things where you can listen to the soundtrack or score from a film away from it and still get the same emotion, but you watch a film without its music and it seems like a completely different thing. Absolutely, 100%. And, and the thing is, is like, you know, I'm not to go back to Carpenter or anything, but like the uneasiness of Halloween, mm. and the, you just like, it, it, it wouldn't have worked. I mean, the movie probably would have been fine, it would survive, but it, it, it's because of the music that you get so tense, you know? Yes. Or, yeah. or Jaws, or with John Williams or something. You're like, man, I wouldn't feel that way except for because of this. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, for, like I said before, like I've been listening to to you in various guises for for years and years now, and you're kind of stepping more into the the world of, of film music. Could we see you doing more of this going forward? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I actually, um, I just this this month I got two more things I had have come out. I did a, um, a TV show. I scored a TV show with Roy Choi. He's a big chef in LA. It's called Broken Bread. That, that just came out this month. It's a six or eight part series. Um, and then I just did the, the, some bunch of songs for this um, movie called Always Be My Maybe. It stars um, Randall Park and Ali Wong and Keanu Reeves and a bunch of people. And that's coming out this month and it's going to be on Netflix ultimately. Excellent. But yeah, I, 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 I definitely like, you know, I've, I've gotten to be, be part of movies here and there, like, but like, yeah, it's, it's it's very exciting. It's more dynamic, and also really like I don't know how it is in England right now. I haven't been there in in a little while, but like the charts here are really constricted. Hmm. So like a lot of the freedom you get is from like doing doing um music for other purposes, and it's really more it's it's really fun. It's more liberating, I guess, is what I would say. You know, you you can do what you feel like you want to have happen because not everyone's looking at it like doing a record with eight producers and eight writers and and <laughs> and like a um you know a, a I don't know what you call song factory type mode. Yes. You know what I mean? Which is, yeah. you know, if you know my history, that's not really the biggest appeal to me or, no. or any appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the great things about the the score for Booksmart is it's so, it's diverse. Not one track is the same as the next one. There there are parts that marry them all together, but ultimately each track is its own thing. Yeah, that was the goal. You know, ultimately, I mean, you could always go, I'm going to do a rock track, a reggae track, and a, an easy listening track. But like, if they don't work together, I think, Part of the part of the points lost, I guess, is what I'm say. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. When you were kind of because you came in at the early part of this, and and you knew that you would be working on this for the duration, was the approach to creating the score different from how you've approached music previously? Um, to a degree, it was because we had to try different different things to see what would fit best. And that was where there was more communication with Olivia. She's like, maybe more minimalism, maybe more beats, maybe more, you know, maybe more soundscapey. You know, we had to right. like go go through that because because it was in an earlier iteration where maybe if if it, if we had say started like later, maybe maybe they would have established 
some norms or whatever. But it was it was actually really great because it allowed it allowed um, a little bit of mistakes. It allowed a little bit of runway to like you know try a few things out. You know, which mm. it, it, it you know it just it just gives you you know it's a double edged sword. You get more freedom and then right. you're, you're more rope and you can hang yourself or not. <laughs> but like I think we you know <laughs> you know I think we we. Um, we took advantage of the extra time and, and, and ultimately ended up where we wanted to be, I guess. Is what I'm yeah. Say. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the record sounds fantastic. So one of the things I was curious about though, in listening to the record and it kind of, in a way almost reminded me of kind of that, that uh, when I say mixtape, I mean, in a kind of like the classic sense, not the way that people throw away on the terms mixtape. Now, I mean, like when you used to get a physical tape and it, you know, yeah, it yeah. would be mixed, like the use of dialogue in the score. Now I haven't seen the film. I'm not entirely sure when it comes out in the UK, but just from listening to the, the score, the dialogue used in the tracks, I can't wait to see this thing. I, I, I have to see how it marries up on the big screen with the music. So was the idea of putting dialogue in the music, was that something you came up with or was no, that something? Well, well, no, no, I should say there's a bit of a caveat to that. The, the dialogue was, was used to like, to like, because um, the score itself, we want to accentuate it a little bit and, and kind of put, put a little bit of pointers and stuff into it. So right. the dialogue doesn't fit in the score like that. It fits in the score soundtrack like that because it gives you a chance to like, if you haven't seen the movie, get a little bit of a feel of the right. direction where the characters are heading, you know. But 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 all the dialogue comes from the movie, though. And it's all it's all bits, and and, and in, in several of the cases, in most of the cases, it comes around and and during the time of of the music taking place in the score. What we did with the what we did with the score soundtrack is they turn 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 some bits and give them a little bit more. Um, Give them a little bit more of a um, uh, a front role because you're not watching the movie at the time. Right, you understand right. what I'm saying? Like, you know, they they could take a little bit more place. So that's kind of what's happening with the dialogue. And it works because, like I said, I haven't seen the film yet, and I, I don't know when I can see the film. But I already got an idea of what the film's like from listening to it. So no, no, absolutely. I mean, it, we're not giving away plots here no, or anything no. like that. But you do, but you do get the you do get the exuberance, the the the, the trepidations, the the yeah, you get. I mean. It's vague, but it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Right. We're not supposed to take right. away the movie in the thing, but at the same time, yeah, you you get. I think I think we 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 cover probably four or five characters, and you get feelings about what they're about. You know what I mean? With in the in the, in the most broad brush right. kind of way. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a hint. It's kind of a flavor rather than the full meal. Yeah. So one of the, I mean, it, it seems silly saying this now that you know vinyl is back. Vinyl never really went away. I'm a vinyl guy, so. The fact that this is coming out on vinyl is a huge like plus point for me. Is it is it like a cool thing for you to have Booksmart out in a record store? I like it. I, I, I mean, here's the thing. I think I think that like um, you know if you were listen to like um, when you watch this thing come through the whole movie and you see it, what happens. I'm, I'm and then and then you break it down a little bit. I think because music. Because music has the ability to stand, or the music, I should say, has the ability to stand on its own. It's nice to have a, a venue where it could actually be listened to or, or at least checked out. And I, I appreciate the idea that, like, we got, and you know, with Olivia, too, we're talking about it, like, when we went to do the soundtrack scores, like, we could actually, you know, push push the music side of it a little harder so mm. people could, like, actually listen, enjoy. And I'm glad that there's a, because of, you know, the record coming out in, that, in its form, it's like, there's a way to like actually kind of take it in and, and, and get another angle of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think it's going to be seen as one of those things where it's just this cool record that happens to be the score for this 
cool film. Absolutely. I, I, I'm really excited about it. I mean, you know, we had talked about, like, um, there, there was a, a score a score soundtrack many years ago for um, um, Fight Club, the, the Dust Brothers right, had yes, done it. Yeah. We, had talked, we had talked about how they had um, incorporated a, but a bit of the movie element to it, so it became a listenable thing. And, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, we didn't go back and, like, go back. I, 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 went, I dealt with that one more from memory. Like, Mike and those guys are old friends of mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I had was around back when, you know, listening to it. But, like, I was just, like, you know, um, thinking about it in terms of um, the impact I felt, not myself, but I thought other people had when they saw that hmm. or heard that come out, you know. No, it makes it makes sense, and it works. And I, can't, I, I literally cannot wait for the, the record to arrive so I can start spinning it on my turntable. Have you seen the film with an audience yet? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Um, Twice that was an audience. It, um, um, it, 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 I mean, so far so good. People seem to really like it, and the, the jokes seem to hit and land, and people seem to um, pace, pace along with it. I guess is the way yeah, I would put it. Yeah, and is it cool hearing the music with the? Because it's always different. I mean, you can be in a, a recording studio and you can see the picture and you can be listening to the music, but as soon as you put it all together and you sit with an audience, it becomes this whole other thing. Oh, absolutely. It's like it's an interesting thing because. Unlike a, unlike say a concert, when you do a concert, people are there um, knowing what they're getting into mm. to a pretty good degree. You know, what I mean, they yeah. know what what's going to happen musically and and whatnot. And here, the the whole thing is 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 more of a surprise. You know what I mean? So so when you see people, and uh, to be honest, the first time I saw it doesn't count because it was a it was a film crowd oh. and like they knew. They knew the audience. They knew the um, a lot of the actors, not personally, maybe, but you know they knew who they were. So yeah. you, there would be a lot of cheers when someone appeared on the screen or something. But the second time I saw it, 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 it was more of a, a still maybe a more informed crowd, but like you could see that they were they, they were um, uh, breathing with the the movie, you know, like inhaling, exhaling, laughing in in, in time with the movie, which I thought was really 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 great, and it was nice to see that. You know the music. Music once again pushes the mood along, so it was had, had, had its part. To, it was doing its part to make that happen yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. I, I literally, I cannot wait. So, what's coming up for you next, Dan? Is it more film work, or are you you going to a music project next? Oh, like I said, I got two two new movie things coming out this this month. Basically, I mean, I finished them already, but they're coming out this month. Um, always be my navy and the um, broken bread. Then I'm working on a couple more. Um, TV movie things that are kind of more on the front end, but I'm trying to make a record. I was trying to make a record this, this next season. I'm, I'm me and Prince Paul are, are back in working on Handsome Boy. That might be the, the next. We're halfway into that one, so we might that might be the next thing we're getting into in, in the in the very immediate future. And then you know, a couple couple singles and stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of right now for some people. Excellent, excellent. Well, listen, Dan, thank you so much for giving up your time this morning. I really appreciate you taking the time. So. Uh, Hey man, hopefully I'll talk to you again down the road sometime. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. Thank you.